This is Roberta Lee, and I am back with another excerpt from my book, The Language of Tarot. Continuing on with our exploration of the court cards, today we're going to look at a sample of a king. Before we get started, though, I would like to remind you that The Language of Tarot is available as a paperback book on Amazon.com, and in that format, as well as as an ebook in various formats, on my own website, robertaleeart.com. If you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to uh, have the full version of the book in your hands, that's how you would go about that. And I certainly hope you are enjoying the podcast. It's It's been a lot of fun. I, I'm not sure how long uh, I'm going to extend the podcast. I'm going to go back after we're done with the court cards, though, and take a look at some of the minor arcana cards grouped by number. The cards that share a number also share certain attributes, and that's a, a nice thing to look at. Often when you're looking at a reading, just looking at the numbers of the cards that come up, what numbers are on them, whether they're minor or, frankly, major arcana cards too, can tell you where uh, in the progression of a situation the various parts of the reading fall uh, and, and can give you a really sense of the timing of the thing. There's an entire chapter in the language of Tarot uh, regarding that, regarding not just not so much numerology, it doesn't really touch on that, but on how the numbers of the cards can give you a sense, again, of the timing of the reading. But right now, let's take a closer look at the King of Pentacles. Keywords, Generous Man. The attributes of the adult man represented by the King of Pentacles are stability, trustworthiness, conscientiousness, and generosity. They are the cautious, hard-working, and reliable people for whom security and success are very important. They are the men who seem born with a gene for money-making, although if you look more closely, their success will obviously be due more to hard work than to luck. They are amazingly competent and can be a bit intimidating. Often, they accept the respect others pay them as simply their due. This can appear arrogant, but it's actually the opposite, a simple acceptance of the reality of how society treats high-achieving alpha males. They are most happy in jobs that involve the careful implementation of plans, delegation of work, and a willingness to take charge and do well in business, law, medicine, sales, and other professions where precision, attention to detail, and diligence are rewarded. They can work well with others, although they can become impatient with inefficiency, incompetence, or other obstacles to the success they know could otherwise be achieved. So they do best either as bosses at the top of a clearly defined chain of command or working only with their equals. As guidance, this matter will be decided by a generous, trustworthy man. This could be you. In romantic readings, they require time to fall in love, but once in love, will remain loyal and supportive. Any man indicated by this card is a realist about love, willing to accept his lover as is and not place idealized and artificial constraints upon a relationship, never demanding that he be loved only in one specific way. In fact, these men can be too realistic about relationships for their own good. They can lose sight of the need for passion and play and be too conservative to get out of relationships that have become stale and unsatisfying. 
Their idea of a perfect date would be dinner in a restaurant neither too expensive nor too trendy. They appreciate getting value for a dollar and dislike wastefulness, accompanied by an honest conversation about life goals. Lifestyle choices are very important to these men, and they will choose a partner who they feel will be an asset to them. They can be spooked by unconventionality of any kind, often only learning to appreciate diversity later in life. For this reason, they often pair up early in life with women they may outgrow. They can be too attached to their potential wives' social status or money. They drive cars that are both status symbols and known to be good values for the dollar, but if forced to make the choice, will decide on value over status. In a reading specifically about sex, these are practical-minded men. These are practical-minded men who have a surprisingly healthy appetite for sex with the right person. Prospective lovers must pass many tests, however, before getting them into bed, since they also understand that sex does indeed change everything and are unwilling to be drawn further into a relationship until they have had a chance to give it a good, long, appraising look. Do not expect a swept-away-by-passion type romance with these men. They enjoy sex and appreciate women who do as well, but they are too cautious to jump into bed and they will instead orchestrate a long, gradual, almost stately courtship. As an outcome card, a steady, cautious, trustworthy man kindly disposed to the seeker will have great influence on how this matter resolves itself. This may be a man who has some sort of financial power in the situation. This most likely is someone the seeker knows, although it may be the seeker himself, in which case his carefulness and practicality will be very important in his reaching a positive resolution on this matter. A clarification card can also be drawn to indicate how this person, or the seeker, will decide the issue. Reversed, King of Pentacles. Keywords, insecure man. Reversed, the King of Pentacles signifies the attributes of grasping insecurity and a tight-fistedness about finances and security. A man indicated by this card can become obsessed with money, with getting it and holding on to it. The core Pentacles attributes of practicality and caution are still present, but have hardened into an unwillingness to trust anyone but themselves. Something has prevented them from moving with the flow of the pentacle's generosity and made them greedy. Everything is about money and no amount is ever enough. If this card indicates the seeker himself, then he is very troubled by a problem either with money itself or with a sense of security. He may feel threatened with financial loss or an unpleasant change in his living situation and lifestyle. These men have a very narrow range of comfort when it comes to financial matters and respond poorly to any change they perceive as being a loss. Reversed as guidance. Events are in the hands of a man very concerned about his future security. If this is you, your concerns are justified under the circumstances. In romantic readings, reversed, love becomes another way of owning Extreme possessiveness and a constant desire for control over a partner results from insecurity 
and these men often demand a joined-at-the-hip type relationship where neither partner is allowed any personal space. They take a sugar-daddy approach to relationships with the unspoken implication that their women must do things their way in exchange for financial security and baubles. If this card indicates the seeker himself, he is worried about the stability of his relationship and concerned that he may not only be losing his lover, but that it's going to cost him, big time. Sexually reversed, this card implies that sex is a way to barter for other things. Sex has become intricately intertwined with issues of security and lifestyle, another ownership issue, in other words. If this card indicates the seeker himself, then he is experiencing problems in his sex life that are making him feel insecure and frightened about his physical situation. Whatever the problem is, he's afraid that because of it, he will lose things he values very much. Reversed in the outcome card, the King of Pentacles indicates that a grasping, insecure man will have a very large impact on how this matter turns out. A clarifying card can show what his effect will be. If the card refers to the seeker himself, it can indicate that he is worried about how this matter will affect money and matters of security. And that concludes my interpretation for the King of Pentacles. Be sure to tune into the podcast again soon. As I mentioned earlier, I will next be going and looking at a group of minor arcana cards that uh, share the same number. And that should be an interesting series of podcast episodes. I think you'll enjoy that very much. Uh, while we're talking about things you might enjoy very much, I'm also the author of a series of novels uh, that are ultimately ghost stories. They're, they're funny, they're sexy, they're satirical but never sarcastic. It's very light humor. And there's a very strong paranormal element that runs throughout the series of novels. I, th I think anyone who is interested in tarot might find them very interesting indeed. There is a podcast of the full novels, the, the whole thing. Uh, that's available uh, on my website, robertaleeart.com, on iTunes, or on my Facebook page, in which case you would search for me, Roberta Lee, and, and find it there. Uh, you can also buy the books, uh, all of them individually, on Amazon.com or on my website. And the series, again, is called Suburban Sprawl. Uh, and there are three volumes that are now available as paperbacks, The Liar's Guide, The Chilling Effect, and Owning Betty. The Suicide Tour, the fourth volume in the series, is available so far only as a podcast. And I'm currently, today is the uh, 5th of July, 2009, if you're listening to this somewhere far, far into the future. I'm currently writing what will become the next volume in Suburban Sprawl, and it is called Leviathan. Uh, again, I, I highly recommend to anyone interested in tarot, I think you would get a kick out of one of the main characters in the series quotes constantly from the I Ching, and it's it's used for humor. It's, it's also actually rather interesting. I Ching is another oracle that I'm very interested in, and I'm in the very beginning stages of writing a book about I Ching. I've just really started getting into it. That will eventually become a companion volume, I think, I hope, for the language of tarot, because each one has its own sphere of, of awareness, I guess I would say. The tarot is wonderful for uh, situations that involve a lot of other people. As we're looking at the court cards, you can get a sense of that, that it, it talks a lot about 
the personalities of the people involved and how they're affecting the situation. The I Ching, on the other hand, is just, it's very practical-minded, and it's its great at giving advice, and it's get great at sort of cutting through all the blather around of situation and getting right to the heart of it. So again, very interesting, and uh, I recommend the, the novels, if nothing else, as an introduction to I Ching because the one character is so very addicted to it. Well, thank you so much for listening. Tune in again soon. And I hope to see you before then on RobertaLeeArt.com or on my Facebook page, where I'm hoping, hoping that someone will start a discussion about tarot. There isn't one there right now. And I keep hoping that somebody's going to get on there and say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Do you have any other books you would recommend, any other podcasts you would recommend to people that are interested in tarot? It's a great forum for that. So if for no other reason, come check out my Facebook page for that reason. Thanks a lot for listening. 